and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams. I'm a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we are going to be talking about prioritizing. Oh my God, this is our 18th episode. (laughs) Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, too. Good. Um, I knew I was going to have a good day because my first client, whom I never met, opened the door and he was wearing a big Lebowski t shirt. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he offer you a Caucasian? No, it was 9 a.m., so he did not. Well, you know, if he was really channeling the dude, I think time <laughs> of day would have. not have anything to do with it. <laughs> good point. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're here to talk about prioritizing. Yes, prioritizing. Important stuff. Yeah. So do do you do a lot of prioritizing for yourself or in your work? I mean, I imagine you do in your work a lot. Yes, I help clients prioritize a lot. I mean, we're always prioritizing and when we're figuring out in what order to work on projects. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do prioritize in my own life as well, of course. Um, but I don't think that I sort of do it knowingly. I think it's more uh, I, I use my intuition or just my instincts in picking out the top the things that I want to work on next but as we talked about in the task management episode way back when um, you know I always have a task list and there's Mm -hmm. always plenty from which to choose but I feel like (laughs) I've honed um, I've honed how I choose so well that I don't even think about what I'm doing does that make sense oh that's nice yeah yeah so I um Way back when I was first became a professional organizer, I took some training, and one of the quadrants, one of the one of the um, tools that I learned about that to help clients, uh, also help myself, was to divide your tasks into four quadrants, and they're simply those things that you want to do but don't have to do, and those things that you want to do and have to do, and those that you don't want to do and have to do and that you don't want to do and don't have to do and the advice was to don't do the things that you don't want to do or have to do you know and, and in fact <laughs> in this this quadrant was a piece of paper and the advice was to write down your tasks putting them into those quadrants right uh-huh. let go of that fourth quadrant and then start with she, she's this Kathy Waddell is the person from whom I took this training and she suggested to start with the, the things that you want to do and have to do and then next go to the things that you don't want to do but have to do and perhaps delegate the things that you um, what would that be that you don't have to I already got lost. Yeah, sorry. Wait, so um, have to do, don't want to do was second? 
Yeah, but I said it completely wrong. That no <laughs> do you sense. want it? Do you need to draw it out? I did, <laughs> but I didn't look at it. <laughs> so let me look at it. The things that were second were the things that you have to do. Oh yeah, no, I wrote it down wrong. Hang on, hang on. I'm writing. I'm seeing have to do but don't want to do. Yeah, that was the second. So do the stuff that you want to do and have to do. Then there's the stuff that you have to do, but even though you don't want to do it, you have to do it. So you mm-hmm. do those next, and then. And then the stuff that you want to do, but don't, don't really have to do, is the third. And then throw out the stuff that you don't have to do or don't want to do. So and it's like don't it's want to do. And don't want to do. And it's yeah. like urgent and important, really. It's yeah, much and I think thing. that's the, like the Eisenhower mm-hmm, right. um, matrix, where it's either important, not important, urgent, not urgent, and then you get those four quadrants. Right. And in that case, you do important and urgent first, important and not urgent second, right? Mm-hmm. And not important and urgent third. And mm-hmm. then don't worry about the not urgent or not important, perhaps. Right, right. Right. Yeah, you said that much more succinctly than I did. <laughs> well, we got there eventually. Eventually, sorry. But yeah. then there's the, the guy. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that... Um, I have been um, sort of following a new methodology where he he suggests um, that you actually do the important but non-urgent stuff first and not to um, the exclusion of the important and urgent, but um, that that be a top priority because those are the things that are going to... um, help you from having so you know so many fires that you have to put out all the time Mm -hmm. because those are going to be the things like you know creating the systems and um um doing doing the maintenance stuff that's important but not urgent because it's not yet a fire but it'll help it from becoming a fire over time right because if you never do the things that are important but not urgent if you only do the urgent then you'll never get to the to those systems that aren't right. urgent to set up. Um, and I, I mean, and I would say that it's interesting to think of doing those before you do the important and urgent things. Um, that seems like that might be, for me anyway, challenging to do. But setting aside time in your day to make sure that you address the things that fall into that mm-hmm. category is a really good idea, at least speaking for what would work for me. And the other thing I like to think about is um, doing important things in the time of day where you're at your peak performance where you can handle them well right so if it's important i don't want to do it for me i don't want to do it at the end of the day when i'm tired and i know that mm-hmm. i'm i'm really best off doing things that are more um mindless but um for me i do the the it's usually things like writing which is important for me anyway uh at the beginning of the day when I'm at my peak. And you, mm-hmm. I know, you're, we talked about this in our routines episodes, that your, your peak is later on in the day. Um, right. But uh, t- that's also another part of prioritizing or figuring out what you're going to work on at a given point in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think part of that is, is the idea of um, spending some of each day on the things that fall into each of these descri- descriptions. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, that if if your whole day is caught up in urgent things, um, you're never going to feel caught up or like you have control over anything. Um, so, and that's a, that's a hard thing to do is to take some of your time to build the systems, to do the routines, to do the things that really matter to you. And also, you know, that sort of nourish you, um, Mm -hmm. to allow you to continue doing the urgent stuff because just doing urgent stuff is, um, you know, a recipe for burnout. Right. It's not sustainable. It's true. And, 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 and. I mean, one way to think of, to do it, which I don't advise, is just work on urgent stuff and then relax. You know, just yeah. some, if you're if you're, it can be better than working all the time. But mm-hmm. building in right those systems. I'm I'm going through this right now because I hired my first employee last month, who's an organizer. And even though I've worked with independent contractors for years and I had systems set up for that, this is like a whole new ball of wax, right? Because I can, yeah, we can have real systems set up that I can require her to do. And uh, boy, oh boy, you know, it's really important, and it's it's not super urgent, and it's it, but it's um, it's been a little hard for me to carve out the time to do it. But fortunately, I enjoy doing it. So I enjoy thinking about these systems and trying and implementing them. So uh-huh. um, it's getting done. If I didn't like it and <laughs> it wasn't urgent, <laughs> even though it's important, it would be um, it would be hard for me to get going on it. But those background tasks really, you know, they become the time savers, right? And they become the yeah. things that keep you. There's like your, they, they become your safety net for those times when you are working on the urgent all the time, which are hopefully brief times. But right. Um, and then there's that guy, Brian Tracy, who with a book, book, Eat the Frog, who says he also talks in terms of want to do and need to do or have to do. And mm-hmm. he says to do the stuff that you need to do but don't want to do, do those things first. Because he says if you get the worst over with, then the rest of your day gets easier. Right. If you start yes. out by eating, eating the, frog, the frog, then right. nothing's yeah. going to be that bad for the rest of the day, I think. You're right. Is, is sort of the basic premise of that exactly and it's just a disgusting um it really i I wouldn't want to write that book and have to live with that imagery (laughs) uh, all the time but there is some sense in it right it does feel really good to get that hard stuff done um right and, and coast along the rest of the day yeah i think that is a that's a really valid way to do things especially if um you have something that you're sort of dreading you mm-hmm. spend so much energy dreading it oh gosh, that yes. um, you're going to really feel so much better to get it done. Right. And, you know, and it probably isn't as bad once you get it done, isn't as bad as you have built it up to be. At least that's the case with so <laughs> many things, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. But that, I'm sort of thinking about um, taxes, in, in That's terms what of jumped like, into my mind too. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like getting your taxes done early, and then you don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's like, amazing. Yeah, I always try to have my stuff to my accountant by my birthday, which is in mid March. Um, so, like, it's a little birthday present to myself, so then I don't have to think about it again. Oh, that's nice. I like the way you yeah. think of it as a birthday present to yourself. 
And I like to do that too. I like to have my taxes done by Shannon's birthday. Um, but <laughs> I, this year, I'm getting them done by my birthday, which is <laughs> next week. So I uh, did my taxes at tax time and I thought I must be doing something wrong here because I owed money and I never owe money or not never, but not recently. Hadn't done things differently. And on April 15th, I'm like, ah, I just have to have somebody do it for me. And then I filed, so I filed my extension and I looked into recommendations of, <laughs> of, yeah. of CPAs because I figure for 2018, I can't do it myself anyway because everything's changed. So I might as well start for the 2017. And then I promptly put it out of my head. I just didn't oh. take the next step. Call it procrastination, right. perhaps. And so <laughs> this morning on my, well, yesterday I wrote on my task list for today, CPA exclamation point. And then this morning when I was looking at my task list, I actually today, I was scheduling when I was going to do stuff throughout the day. And I put it in my 10 to 12 slot. And it was at about eight and I'm like geez just contact the kaijin <laughs> and so I did and I felt so much Yay. better <laughs> Yay. that's awesome yeah so now I have so to you ate the frog stuff. at eight instead of at ten exactly yep and that was that was nice not to have to come home you know I met with my client and then it was nice not to have to come home to that task so oh, yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah that's such a perfect example of that well, I w thank you. I'm glad to provide a good example. I wish it weren't <laughs> that particular example. Or if we were doing this example, I wish that it were March 1st and not uh, September t whatever. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it'll get done, and then um, everything will be better, with, with hopefully. I'm hopeful I get better news from him than I did from myself in TurboTax. Right. Right. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, I think that sort of points out that there are a lot of different ways to approach prioritizing and that, you know, you have a way that works really well for you on an ongoing basis and, and um, it's good to have a number of different ways to approach it because different circumstances are going to require different tools. Right. Every every day can be different and certainly yeah. different months and different seasons and everything else. So knowing right, knowing what some of your options are for figuring out what to work on next or figuring out what deserves your attention is a really good idea. Yeah. And I I feel like I am constantly prioritizing um but it often means dealing with, you know, whatever is popping up and and, you know, whatever becomes urgent. But I, I always feel so scattered when I work that way. And I feel, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like I did a lot, but I don't feel productive. Right. And I know you keep a task list. And, but sometimes when we're responding to things as they come up, rather than consulting our task list, then you feel like you look at your task list at the end of the day and you can only cross it couple things off of it it's not yeah it doesn't feel good it's like even though i did stuff all day long but right. i only get to cross one or two things off. right exactly yeah sometimes i'll i haven't done this in a long time but there have been times in my life where i would write down everything i did just so i'd feel better you know, oh like yeah i, I absolutely do that yeah I, you, yeah I, absolutely do that um it, and then 
we talk a lot in task management about how we keep track of those tasks and so forth, but I, th I think I'm remembering um, that we talked about how picking out, scanning our list and, and selecting the most important things to do the, the following day or that day, if it's the morning, is a, mm -hmm. a, a, an important um, way to prioritize. Yeah, absolutely. And it and it really helps you maintain your priorities to, you know, sort of stick with them. Um, but it also gives you the ability to um, flow with whatever comes up too. if you if you know what's important to you, and you know, the th and you're familiar with what needs to get done and what you want to do. And then something comes up, you have you have better criteria by which to decide whether or not it is um, more important and or more urgent than what you had planned to work on. Right, right, right. It can help you resist temptations. It can help yep. you shift your focus back to where you want to be. Yeah. It becomes your compass of sorts. Yeah, and I, um, since our morning routine episode mm -hmm. I have been um, well it took took me a while to get started with it but I have been doing um, a morning routine a journal that is specific to starting a morning routine and it's been super helpful we'll talk more about that in a future episode but one of the things that it does is that I pick my top priority for the day and um, and I and you do you use this journal both in the morning and in the evening so you're reviewing how you did with you know your morning routine and the and the important thing that you picked out and then um, you think about what you want tomorrow's morning routine to be like and it so it gives you an opportunity to sort of experiment a little bit but also maintain some consistency um, well, that's wonderful What's the name yeah. of, the of the journal? It's called the Morning Sidekick Journal. Okay. Um, I can put a link yeah, to it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, we can put a link to it. It's made a huge difference. but it, And it also helps me maintain my priorities, mm -hmm. which is really great. Um, because it's so easy for me to get derailed by, you know, oh, a sick kid or... Um, you know, oh, do we need, you know, whatever. I don't know. And because I'm I'm at home working mm -hmm. or at my office working, which is close to my home, um, it's much easier for me to get away and do things than it is for my husband. Oh, um, so you're the one who gets called upon when there's a sick kid or yep. some other, yeah. My, I don't have kids, but I work from home, and so does my husband. So... That means that I'm not complaining, but if he needs something, like you know, if he's like today, we were just talking about a, a work challenge he's having, and I would, you know, I needed to listen and give him my opinion because uh -huh. that's the nice thing to do. But sometimes <laughs> it's, that's the uh, supportive partner thing to do, exactly right. And so, um, that's what I prioritized at that moment but right. I need, then I need to get back to the things that were on my list yeah. for the day right but I can see how being the yeah I mean your husband's job is such that there's no way he can it's not easy for him to leave his work to um right take care of a sick kid yeah right uh 
Well, that's I'm looking ironically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. When he's well prepared to take care of the sick kid. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, again, it, it boils down to knowing what's important to you so that you can set your priorities. Yeah, that it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I wanted to talk about. We keep talking about, you know, what your priorities are and stuff. And we haven't really talked about it in the bigger context of, you know, knowing what's important to you in your life. You know, what, what, um, what do you value? What, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of tasks are going to help you get, have the life that you want to have? Yes. And I have two things to say about that. One, I think we could start a drinking game for whenever we say something about get in touch with what's important to you. Someone could take a drink because we say it literally we every episode. Our, we don't want our listeners getting hammered. Well, that's or are true. you meaning us drinking? No, I meant them. We don't want us getting hammered. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think, but that's a thought. I actually meant the listeners. Oh, that's funny. Um, uh, but the other thing is, I heard. An amazing uh, speaker this week at our um, chapter meeting of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and his whole thing—and I'm trying to remember his name—is um, his name is Jeff Koziatek, and his thing is is getting your value from within and not from external forces. That's his message. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what popped into my head when you mentioned your values and what's important to you. And, and, and uh, he's written a book called Blueprint Value, which, excuse me, it's called Blueprint for Value. <laughs> I'm looking at the book <laughs> and I didn't see the word for, uh, which I purchased from him at the, after the talk. Uh, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But um, to me, uh, it was an important message about how, about when you value when your values come from in, in within you, then they're more more in your control than if they're based right. on a job or somebody else's opinion of you. Right, which right. Is a little bit of a sidetrack from what we were talking about, but it jumped well, into my head. Yeah, I mean, sort of, but but really, when when that's what we're talking about is what's really important to you. And, you know, we talk about like, we, we want people to move away from procrastination so they can do more of what they love. And what is that? We actually want them to move away from perfectionism. Right. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I said procrastination. (laughs) Perfectionism. Aren't you glad I'm listening? (laughs) While you're talking. (laughs) Of course I'm listening. But um, right. So we write. I'm sorry to have interrupted and wrecked your flow. No, I'm glad you did. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. And, you know, overcoming perfectionism is great but for what purpose like mm-hmm. you know what is it that you love what do you what do you want to be doing more of what do you want more of in your life what's important to you right the answers to those questions are absolutely integral to our message here aren't they if you're not in yes. touch with those things then why bother overcoming perfectionism right yes and certainly that absolutely plays into figuring out how you want to spend your time and what your priorities are. Yeah. 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 Well, and because I think that like the problem with perfectionism is that 
A, it's not achievable, and B, it takes a lot of time trying to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. And a lot of angst. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot. I mean, there's of, a lot of emotional stuff. That yeah, goes along negativity with it. that can come along with that, right? Um, but the but when you start letting go of that perfectionism and accepting good enough, that gives you the time and mental space and energy to be able to do what's really important to you. So knowing what's important to you is a key factor, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. I think maybe we should start that drinking game. <laughs> well, I think we're at least like three shots in, aren't we? Just on oh. this episode alone. Oh, on this episode alone, right. Yeah, and I really do think, <laughs> I mean, it really is the bedrock of our message. I mean, and it, yeah. it's funny because it comes up every episode, but we don't plan for it to come up every episode. It just, <laughs> it's a natural part of what we're talking about. Um, right. And Shannon, I know in your work as a life coach, you help people figure out what's important to them, right? Yes. Am I right about that? Right. And I wonder if that's something that you're able to help listeners with in the podcast, either now or at another time. I know you have already. Um, I mean, we talked about it plenty, but is there an exercise or anything that... Well, I think that definitely is worth an episode on its own. Great. I agree. Um... Yeah, let's 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 put that on the roster. Yeah, we'll do it soon. Uh, because it, it it is such an important part of what we're talking about, and if and if people aren't aware of that, um, but in in the meantime, I what I have a example that's sort of coming to mind for me um, that I think makes a good metaphor for what we're talking about, and that is um, budgeting. Mm-hmm. And um, my when my husband and I first combined our finances and started budgeting together, well, for him it was started budgeting. <laughs> 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 um, the one of the things he said was, you know, I I would love to take the kids on a on a nice vacation every summer, but we just can't afford it. And I'm thinking. Um, yeah, we can. We just have to figure out how we want to spend our money. And then we started using my beloved YNAB, You Need a Budget. I love this software. I highly recommend it. Um, And I could show him how, like, these everyday decisions determine whether or not we could do this thing once a year. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you see like, oh, I can, instead of buying these things that are like, oh, this is 20 bucks, this is 40 bucks, this is 50 bucks, this is 10 bucks, you know, and just doing these little things because you think you don't have money to do the big thing, you add that up and all of a sudden you have the money to do the big thing. If you don't do the little things. If you don't do the little things, because Mm -hmm. they all of a sudden don't have that importance. It's like, you know, oh, would I, would I like to buy this book that I may, that is interesting that I may or may not read, or would I like to take the kids on a good vacation? Right. You know, would I like to buy this little gadget thing that's super fun and that I might enjoy for a couple of weeks, but, you know, probably don't really need or take the kids on a vacation. 
mm-hmm. like it gives you the the criteria to make a better formed decision that matches with what you really want absolutely that's a great metaphor because inst- if we think about it in terms of our time instead of our money yeah there you have prioritizing don't you i mean prioritizing your time Exactly. So, you know, you end up spending all this time on all these little urgent things or things that feel urgent and important. But if if you give yourself the space to step back and really notice what's really important to you, you know, like I know a lot of mothers get um, pulled into doing stuff with their kids, especially if they're um, if they're homemakers they get pulled into doing stuff for their kids and they feel like they need to do this, they need to do all these volunteer things. But it's, if you take a step back and think like, okay, you know, it is important for me to do things with my kids and it's also important for me to do these three other, you know, have these other well-developed aspects of my life, Mm -hmm. you know, what does that mean I say yes to? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe, yes, you're the room mother, but no, you're not on the PTA or you're not on, you know, some committee or what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it it helps you spend your time more effectively. Right. It's exactly the message that we had in our uh, episode on over committing was know what's mm-hmm. important to you so you can decide the things that are worth saying yes to. Right. right. Yeah. It's, I like the. I like I love that comparison to the budget. I think that um, that's inspired and inspiring. Well, yeah, and I d- I just think it it helps me have a more concrete um, feeling with my time. Like if I think of spending my time in the same way I think of spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and you have a uh, you have a certain amount of time every day, uh, like a bank account of time. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, right. how do I want to budget my time? Right. Excellent. I like it. Yeah. So, once again, know what's important to you. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> and try to focus on the important, <laughs> not the urgent. Yeah. We yeah. could just have a much shorter podcast. Uh, uh, if we just kept saying that over and uh, over yeah, again. Yeah, just a couple times and then say goodbye. <laughs> I think it would be far less interesting to drink to. <laughs> it would be a podcast for alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anything else you want to say on prioritizing? No, I liked your message a lot about budgeting and uh, thinking of it as a time budget. And I also like the message about how having a toolkit of techniques to use um, depending on the situation is a is a great idea for lots of things, but particularly I think for task management and prioritizing. Yeah, I think that that bears emphasizing in that it, you may find a way that works for you generally, and then there will be situations where that doesn't work, and to be able to try something different, like you know. You may not want to eat the frog every day, but sometimes you need to eat the frog. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just to not feel that that like with tax task not tax management, although mm-hmm. you know that seems to be a big part of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
uh, like with task management, it's not about finding the perfect system that you never change again. It's about finding the system that works for you now and having the flexibility to adjust that or change it as you need to continue to be as productive and, and um, as you want to be. Here, here. All right. So that's that on prioritizing. Um, if you have any questions about this or um, want more information, want to give us feedback, please leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE4843 or contact us through social media. Um, you can also contact us on our website. Uh, the comment section on the show notes is a great place to talk about specific episodes. Um, we've had a few people asking um, questions to get specific information, and we love to see that, love to interact with our mm-hmm. listeners. Um, and, and do be sure and check out the show notes because I think this episode is going to have a number of links um, about things that we've talked about specifically. Yeah, thanks for listening. And know that if you call us on our hotline, we might we'll, we might well answer your question on the air in our next um, Q and A on the Fives episode in about a month and a half. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Love yeah. more questions. So for now, I'm Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope good enough is getting easier for you.